everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You got your boy Zage here, of course. Returning with video footage, very exciting. And joining me, someone you may not recognize, Britt Jacobson, for the first time on the podcast. We'd <laughs> love to have her. Um, Britt Jacobson, the coffee entrepreneur, the music industry studier, the world studier, the positive person and beautiful soul, truly. You deserve all of the credit because you you every time I interact with you, even though it hasn't been as frequent, like it's very positive, it's very kind. And I feel like you're just trying to like bring everybody up around you. I feel like that's your vibe. Thank um, you. <laughs> but uh, you just got back to LA from, did you go home? You said you're from the Valley? Yeah, the I was uh, home in the Valley in Tarzana for the holidays and for my birthday. And, Tarzana? Uh, Tarzana, near Calabasas. Okay. Yeah. And that's where celebrities live. There are some celebrities. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. I know um, Chris Brown and Jason Derulo. Okay. Do you live in my neighborhood? Oh, wow. But, but we don't we don't really stand them. I feel Secret. like <laughs> not necessarily who I want to be living next to, but it's LA. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I want to ask you: Did you just start uh, the two seven joint back up? Have you guys already begun with classes back in place? Yeah. So we took a break last week um, because of the rain. We were a little worried we were going to get rained on, but we're back this week. We have new cups. Mm-hmm. We have new drinks. We're they have logos go. on them? We do have a logo. Yeah, we just got like a custom stamp. Dude, that's awesome. Paper cups with lids. Oh, we have lids now, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, that is so exciting. No more open plastic cups. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So give me a rundown on like uh, how the idea came to be for the coffee shop, how it's set up. You know, imagine you're telling somebody about it who's never seen it before. Give, right. me, give me the description that you can. Um, sell me, if you will. Okay, I'll sell you. I'll tell you the story, the origin story. That's what story. I want. That's exactly what I want. So me and my buddy, Mason Robinson, we love to go get coffee together, talk about life, talk about our hopes and our dreams. And we're just, I don't know, hanging out in a coffee shop. There's um, a Korean church nearby. I'm blanking on the name, but walking distance, you know, off, I don't know, Vermont, maybe. Okay. Who knows? And... We're sitting there and basically they, they run this coffee shop to raise money for the church. It's kind of like a donation basis for each drink. I think it's like minimum $3 donation for the drinks. That's cool. But just like very simple menu. You have like lemon, honey tea. You have a cappuccino maybe and like a drip coffee. Like really small menu, handmade, you know, made to order. Kind of like community cafe, you could say. Definitely. And we were just saying, like, some of the best coffee in L.A. is, you know, first of all, when you don't have to pay, like, $6 for a latte. Two, you know, charitable causes. And three, just, like, made in front of you, kind of, like, slow order, hang out a little bit. You know, not just For the vibes. Not just going to, like, use the cafe's Wi-Fi or to do work, but, like, go and talk to people. So we were kind of like always in the back of our heads like, yeah, we could do this. We could probably, you know, make drinks. And I love making drinks. I make drinks for my roommates all the time. Um, For myself, I have a huge coffee addiction. It would be way too expensive if I didn't make my own drinks. (laughs) So Mason was like, all right, you know how to make drinks. I know how to do marketing. Um, and recently he's invested in a muffin tin. He's going to okay. make muffins. Okay. So, um, you know, we each bring our own thing to the table and um, run the shop. <laughs> Definitely. No, I, I totally like resonate with all of what you said. I love the idea of not having to get your goods and services from the big businesses, you mm-hmm. know? Like I think we're living in a world where I constantly wonder now, like, are we headed in a direction where there's only ever going to be 10 businesses? Like I worry that Amazon and Apple and Google will just buy everything, you know? Yeah. And so I just love this idea of uh, the small guy making their own thing. And I've been thinking a lot about this uh, concept of gatekeepers because I felt like um, last year with COVID, we were seeing a lot of people like uh, having more time on their hands and deciding to like do something that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And I think we were seeing a lot of people like doing creative adventures and doing artistic projects and not having to go through like, for an example, like a label or like an investing company or something like that. So I think it's awesome. Um, did you have any hurdles to cross? Like I imagine 
trying to pop up a coffee shop on the street might be kind of hard because there's other coffee shops around and yeah. also expensive. Did you already own like a latte maker? Like I know. So I espresso, had an espresso I mean. machine. Yeah, yeah. I said um, a latte maker. I'm and, it is a latte maker. <laughs> yeah. I think we should rename it. That's pretty much what it is. But uh, no, I had like a, this little dinky espresso machine that my mom bought for me at some point in high school. So I've mm. had this baby for a long time. You've been time. on the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Not even an expensive machine necessarily. I'm surprised it was still working at all. That's crazy. And then, yeah, one of our first challenges was like after, you know, making, at some point I'm making like 50 drinks a day. That's what I mean. I'm and surprised And the machine just could not keep up with that. So we got a second machine. Okay. Um, You know, making the cup, like making it a more presentable experience. We were kind of just like winging it. So like handing people like plastic cups, like spilling everywhere, like. But it's from the ground up. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it got chaotic. I think we're learning also about inventory, like basic (laughs) business skills, just how to keep enough almond milk on hand (laughs) to make as many lattes. I, I just, it got to a point where like, It'd be the end of the day and people are still coming by and I, I'm turning people away because like I don't have enough ice or I don't have enough Damn. espresso. Like we were running out of anything you can run out of. We were running out of it. It's you both know? a happy and a good thing, right? Because it's like, yes, yeah. we sold out. But like, oh shit, now we can't keep moving. I was like making up drinks on the spot. I was like, oh, we wow. sold out of all three drinks, but I can make you a cinnamon honey latte. And mm-hmm. I would just like go in, make up something, bring it out. And they loved it. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Are you making every drink? Um, making every drink. Dude, that's crazy. Um, Mason holds down, you know, like the customer service, the front taking the orders because sometimes it's like I don't even step out of the house I'm like leaving drinks on the porch Mm -hmm. and Mason's running them over to people it gets when it gets chaotic it gets really definitely like 10 people show up at once how often um are you guys popping up so this semester we I mean we saw how well it was going honestly I was like a bit surprised I guess so. I like to think that I have I have pretty good drink recipes, mm-hmm. um, and I know that people enjoy the drinks that I make. But like, to a certain degree, I was like, "Oh, these are my friends, my family. Like, even if they hated it, like, they're gonna be nice to me about sure, it." Yeah, yeah. But the fact that like I have met complete strangers and like I see them on a weekly basis, and they, you know, I've, okay, this is gonna sound a little cocky, but like we've had people move flights around. To be able to like make the coffee shop. It's happened twice now. Wow, that's extremely flattering. Super flattering. It makes me feel really good about myself. Definitely. You have subscribers Um, to your brand. Yeah, we do. And Mason's built up like an awesome brand. He takes beautiful photographs of the drinks like each week. I feel like we're doing like little releases. Yeah. You know, like, okay, here's the menu because it's going to be different each week. You know, I've only repeated one drink. It's the lavender latte. It and, was by popular demand. Oh, if that makes sense. <laughs> and how often? When did you guys pop up? I mean, like, when did you start doing this? It's been a year now, right? Um, it's since last fall, so a little, under a year. Yeah. But um, we're gonna keep going with it. I'm really excited until I, someone I, stops us. Yeah, that's, I actually that's another question I have. Have you had any issues with people? Because I didn't even know. Like until very recently that like literally any time any transaction occurs, like you're supposed to give money to the government. Like even if you sell like a product to a yeah. friend on the street, I had no idea. Um, so, so does anybody care? Uh, doesn't seem like anyone cares. Nobody cares. Good. Um, we do. I think I, I can balance the fact that this is pretty illicit or <laughs> underground. <Yeah. laughs> Let's call it with the fact that we have been able to raise so much money for our charity. I forgot about that part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So part of the thing that we had talked about was not just doing the coffee shop, obviously to like earn some money for ourselves, but like we give a fair amount of money to water drop. And like, I feel really good about that. I've volunteered with them before. I think they're a great org being run by great people. And do you want to shout them out? What do they do? Water drop. Definitely want to give them a shout out. They basically raise money to buy water and they also take donations. They work with a few other orgs to get clothing, snacks, stuff like that. Um, but then they go around on Skid Row and pass out water wow. to the people living there. And they're there every week. And they do it's not just water, but like just think about the basic necessities that like aren't being met, you know? Yes, definitely. And like a dollar, I think, buys a gallon of water. So if we donate a dollar dollar off of each drink 
Well, we do 50 cents a cup off of what we okay. sell. So two drinks buys a gallon of water. That's insane. You know? And, just, and you really, I bet like it must be really rewarding. Well, have you ever encountered them IRL like in life? I mean, if you volunteered with them, then you've yeah, gone out with them, Yeah, I volunteered right? with them. They've come to the coffee shop. They know about us. That so must like, feel like really rewarding, I feel like. like super rewarding. Watch the money, leave your hand, go to the charity and go to the street like right, right. in front of you, you know? I mean, at the end of each day, it's like first we sit down, we figure out how much of the cut goes to water drop, Venmo that over to them and then... Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really good feeling. I think I didn't realize how much of an impact we were making with it until I saw like the final total at the end of the semester. Cause it's like 50 cents here, 50 cents there. It doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to ask you if you wanted to declare what I guess that would kind of hint at your profit margin, which maybe we want to keep located. Oh, um, I'm not great with the numbers. Mason's yeah, yeah. also our accountant. I really, <laughs> I really do just make the drinks. <laughs> That's really all I do. And you host it, right? It's your crib, right? Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I store a lot of the stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think it's an even trade when I'm like running around being a little espresso monkey. No, but definitely. I'm like, okay. You guys are our partners. I think that makes total sense. Yeah. Have you had like a business partner? Up until this point? I've never... I, I do a lot of my creative endeavors on my own. But because Mason and I are such good friends, I think we have, like, the same vision when it comes to this. It's just easy. Mm -hmm. Have you learned anything about, like, working with another person? I know that... I, so I consider why like my, my partner in every regard like yeah. we, whenever I have like a business opportunity I bring it to his attention and, and usually the same vice versa. And I feel like you learn a lot about the positives and negatives of working with someone else, you know? Totally. Have you experienced either? I mean, a lot of positives. I figure. It's really fun. We get together at this. I'm seeing him more than I think I saw him even like pre-COVID, which is awesome because we have a reason to get together and mm -hmm. like something to work on. Um, it's hard when we're not in the same place. So like over winter break, like we'd have to like schedule out time, like FaceTimes. It's not like you could just walk over and knock on my door and like chat things out. Um, I think it, there's a certain extent of like seeing someone face to face and then like making a plan versus like being able to text about it or just some communication 100%. stuff, you know, where like things had to wait until we were both back on campus, but like all good. It's yeah. All great. Yeah. And I think, I, I, mean, I don't think I would have even started up a coffee shop if he hadn't also had like that push like yeah. we kind of push each other to like go further with it 100 you know? that's what i was gonna say like i think the main thing about something like that is that you have someone who like you guys both have an interest and a goal in common and so like you're gonna keep pushing each other and have fresh ideas like the reason i ask why questions is because his brain is way different than mine and i just like to get that input yeah do you guys have any like moments where it's like you have totally different ideas that you have to compromise on and it's even better anything um, like that we normally, like, we'll just talk things out. So, like, yeah. even ordering cups, like, something so simple. We're like, okay, what color do we want? Paper or plastic? You know, what color lid do we want? What do we want the stamp to look mm -hmm. like? But it feels like we're really on the same page about a lot of it. So it's easy to just, like, mesh it all together. But um, we just, we've almost, like, split up who's thinking about what. So if it comes to design, online, graphics, Instagram, the posting, you know, any of that stuff. Like, I'm pretty hands-off. If mm -hmm. I see something, I'll send it over to him. But, like, that's just not really, like, my domain. But then, like, figuring out the drinks, the menu, like, which ingredients to buy, like, that's pretty much me, mm -hmm. you know? And that's a skill in itself. We just support each other. Dude, communication and, like, knowing when to take a step back, those are huge skills to learn. I think it's good that you're getting to practice them. I micromanage. <laughs> I know it's a problem I have, so I have to work on it. So I admire that. I think it's cool. I think we're both a little, to an extent, A-type. Yeah. So, yeah. But it works well. We work well together. That's great. He keeps me in check. I like to think I keep him in check. So oh, I'm sure been. you do. That's great. Have uh, have nonprofits always been a part of your life before this, or is it something more recently uh, that you fell in love with? Um, up until you know COVID, um, and before I went abroad, um, I was volunteering with Hillel. So I think I've done a lot of volunteer work in like a Jewish context. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked Hala for Hunger. They're still active and going. It's just like harder for me to engage over Zoom if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's always something that I've thought about. And especially like I've had really great professors um, in Marshall and in Thornton that have really talked about building like charity into your businesses. Um, I think that helps me stay motivated because like 
money is not really my motivator in like anything that I do. Like, I'm not studying music industry because I think I'm gonna have financial success from it. Speak you for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're all gonna be <laughs> so successful. I'm I'm studying music industry with an emphasis in live music <laughs> so i definitely don't care about finding a job yeah, right? <laughs> i totally feel yeah but um having something that like pushes you to get out of bed in the morning that doesn't have to do with yourself you know mm-hmm. it's like if i can make two drinks today I can buy a gallon of water and that gallon of water could save someone's life that's powerful that makes that makes me want to wake up and do the shop there are some days where i don't want to run the shop at all i'm like someone else run this espresso machine i want to go you know lie on a beach somewhere <laughs> it what gets you, stressful sometimes no, definitely I'm, I'm i'm pondering where does this uh sense of empathy come from for you because in my opinion and this is going to sound kind of like a blanket statement but a lot of people that like live near los angeles or like live in this area in my opinion are very egocentric and it's not to it's not even a dig because i'm very egocentric at this time in my life as well and i think there are positives to that attitude but I admire the sense of empathy and like willingness to help others. Can you attest that to anything? Thank you so much for saying that. I really mean it, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't think I'm like a Mother Teresa or anything, but I I would say that there's a lot um that happens in life that we don't have any control over. Like there's just most most of what's gonna happen to you in the course of your life actually has nothing to do with you and there's not much you can do to change, right? Mm-hmm. But there are little decisions that you can make every single day to get some kind of control back in your life. You know, whether it's like your diet or the way that you dress or the way that you style your hair or whatever it is that makes you feel good. What, the music that you listen to. Little things each day that can add up to just like a lifetime of like being happier, right? Taking a moment to like pause and like breathe, you know, and collect yourself or... It's it is about life is really about the little things. Mm. I like to think big picture. I like to plan. I want to plan big events, you mm-hmm. know, and I like to get the bird's eye view and look at everything. But I'm starting to realize, especially in quarantine, especially in isolation, it's the little things that you do each day that are gonna bring you happiness. So like I'm not above making someone a latte no one is you know like first of all i get some level of joy from it i really like making good drinks especially coffee drinks i like seeing someone happy with their drink you know Mm -hmm. but then there's another little piece of it where i'm like okay today i raised this much money for a charity and like today it's five bucks and then maybe next week it's 10 bucks but then over time it's a bigger thing. Yeah, and you're changing the lives of all the people, you know, like that didn't have the water that you're bringing water to. I do think like a highlight of what More you've been saying. More people coming to the coffee shop yeah, even. That's true, yeah. I think just I like looking outside and seeing people meeting each other or just even selfishly the people that I've gotten to meet because now there's a space where I can meet them. You know? I do, yeah. I met you at the coffee shop. I know. Yeah. And I was just thinking. <laughs> I think it's cool to be able to find happiness in a like in an external sense. Like that's kind of how you started what you said. And I think that is true. That's a skill. Like I, I'm trying to think of like how you could, I'm like, what could, what could Brit say that would encourage other people to do that too? But I think it's something you have to like kind of figure out on your own. Everyone you know? has their thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started Space Invader because I wanted to figure out what it, what did it for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's... Um, Make sure you tell them what Space Invader is. I do not. Ah, Space Invader. Okay. Yeah. So Space Invader is something I started over quarantine. Over the summer, I was really struggling with depression. Um, I got back from my study abroad program, like, very early, you know, earlier than I would have liked. Yep. Yep, Yep, because of Miss Rona. And uh, I, yeah, I was home and I was, you know, trying to protect myself and my family. So I really isolated. And then it just turned into a matter of, like, not even, you know, reaching out to my friends like in a virtual way I just got like super super isolated and um having all that time by myself to think too much time to think of course definitely I think it made me realize that I am passionate about things I do have things that bring me enjoyment and fulfill me 
And I can recognize that in other people, you know? And I was like, why don't I just talk to them? And I was like, what would give me an excuse to talk to these people that are feeling the way that I'm feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Whether it doesn't have to be about music, but like, okay, this girl, she makes amazing art and she posts about it. Let me DM her. Let me see if she wants to talk. Okay, this other person, um, film major, their photography, whatever it is, like everyone has their thing, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to start a page and I'm going to talk to these people. It gave me an excuse to like reach out to people who I was personally impressed with. I forgot that this is where we had started, but they're still talking about Space Invader. Yeah, no, I didn't even realize that that's why you did that. That's so cool. I got caught up in what you were saying about uh, your your mental health and all of the things you were saying. Yeah. But it was really an excuse to just like branch out and meet. It's mostly women that you're shouting out, right? Yeah, so women and non-binary people. Okay, yeah. um, I saw something, I think I started out with like just women and then I saw something about some post on TikTok that really like made me like stop and think about it. And I was like, well, it's not, you know, necessarily like my place to speak for, you know, like every community. Mm -hmm. I can't feature like everybody on my page necessarily, mm -hmm. but what resonated the most with me about Space Invader, the term itself comes from like some sociology article I read like way back freshman year when I actually did my class readings. <laughs> <Yeah>. And I uh, <laughs> kind of just held on to it for a while. I was like, hmm, like I like this name. The, the phrase came from talking about female producers actually. Okay. And just feeling like they were always invading the spaces that they were in. They were never welcome in the record store, in the club. Like, they were invading that space. And I, you know, they meant it as kind of like they felt like an outsider. They felt isolated, not, you know, part of the boys club. Um, uninvited, yeah. Uninvited. I heard it and was like, you sound like badass aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alien invaders. Yeah. And I just like went you know, super hard with that concept. I was like, women are aliens <laughs> so and funny. like we can, you know, like we're the sheriff in town now. And yes. it just became this whole like, I just thought I imagine, I was like doodling aliens everywhere, imagining yes. like cowboy hats and stuff. I was like. So you know, you know branding stuff. That's branding I to mean, me. I mean, that's yeah. just like what I was imagining. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, okay, this is what I want to see. So I reached out to my friends who are capable of, you know, using Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I need a logo. <laughs> yeah, but I need, that's how you work, um, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I've just been doing most of it on my own. So I think when you asked me about the coffee shop versus like Space Invader, like Space Invader, I 100% run by myself. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's just like I edit all the photos. I edit all the interviews. That's why it, you know, is so slow posting sometimes. Oh, kind of. But... I don't even notice that. Well, I feel like it's also a matter of like you got to find good people to write up about. That stuff takes time. Like when I see the content you're putting out, I'm not like, oh, I need, I'm not like, I'm expecting her to be putting out more of this. So I, you know, like <laughs> I, I understand why it takes the time that it does. I think it's really cool. I feel like if I could sum it up, like I feel like you, I mean, the way I see it rather is what I mean to say. The way I see it is like you find these people, women, non-binary people who inspire you for mm -hmm. whatever reason. And I think it's really cool, like the ways that you point out how these people inspire you, because it can be both like creatively, as you mentioned, like you had to learn how to do the Photoshop. So at first you were like inspired by these Photoshop people, but also as well as like personality, like some of the people you're highlighting, they just like, I mean, I keep sucking on you, but they carry themselves in a similar way to you, where I feel like oh, they, they go <laughs> around and they try to like help other people and like spread positivity. I think the most powerful thing in the world is just like bringing more positivity to other people. And so, dude, if I got a shout out, not like, <laughs> I'm not asking for a shout out, but if I was a person who you shout out on your page, like that would make me feel great. And you guys had an exchange there where like <clears throat> they made you feel great and they were worth posting about. And then when you posted about it, you made them feel great. So I think it's awesome. Thank you so much. Part of that exchange that you're talking about, I, I've thought about it a lot and like it would be lovely if I was so selfless that like I was just posting about these people to give them the shout out. But I really want to feel like I'm making some kind of change in women feeling like unincluded from spaces, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I want people to feel like they can just pick up a creative endeavor and go for it. Yeah. And I think sometimes like women and I'm sure non-binary people to a certain extent need like that extra, not like motivation, but it's almost like what I've noticed about a lot of the interviews I've done is, like, women seem to ask for permission more. Mm. You know, it's almost mm. like, oh, am I allowed 
to mm-hmm. do this. And then once they pass that hurdle, then they make amazing things, you know? Yeah. So I want the page to almost serve as um, inspiration for other people who are looking to get into that space. So if I post about, let's use Beata, right? Yeah. I'm still waiting to do an interview with her. I'm so excited. But photography, right? Mm. DJing. There's plenty that she does. If some other girl reads that post and is like, she does photography. Maybe I could do photography. I've always wanted to try photography. Doesn't seem so bad or scary now. Let's go for it. Yes. No, I love this. Uh, It reminds me of- Uplift like the community. Ah! It reminds me of Kamala. (laughs) Really? It really does because, (laughs) and I don't even want to have any conversation about politics, but I loved during the inauguration when like they were showing Kamala and they were showing like all of these- young girls, like, cause I totally was thinking about the sentiment you're speaking on where I was just like, dude, these girls now think, now they know that they can be president. They can be She's vice president. She's made it possible. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she has allowed everyone to see like, oh shit, this can really happen. It's happening. We yeah. just need to talk about it more, you know? Ghost this. I feel the same <laughs> way. For real, I feel <laughs> the same you. way. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You totally got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, don't I was raised by a single anymore. mom for a little while. So I know the vibes. There That's we funny. go. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to single moms. I always shout out single moms. You have no shout idea. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Love you, mom. Shout out. You a single mom? Or, uh, yes, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah? Shout out. Are you close with your parents or just um, your mother? Just my mom. Yeah, yeah okay. she's wonderful. And uh, my older sister, who's like mom number two. Okay, in a okay. Sense. How much older? She's five and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm five years older than my younger sister. So I'm familiar with yes, that age. Yes, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So she's wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. Like reads over my Space Invader <laughs> posts when That's I awesome. yes. feel insecure. she she's like a crazy talented writer. So okay. I'm always like, is this okay? <laughs> she's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> or she's like, no, you used like the wrong grammar here. <laughs> and like, calls That's what me I out. need, dude. I need grammatical help. I feel like I can spell stuff, but it's like all my grammar is everywhere. It makes no sense. Grammar is uh, overrated. What do, <laughs> we, we all text now anyway. Uh, what do they think of your like music industry passion and your, and remind me, I know you said it right at the start, but world something studies? Global studies. Global no, studies? no, no. It's okay, like okay. the tiniest major at USC probably. So still, like, like, it sounds really valuable. What do they teach you? And, and what do your uh, family members think of these? So global studies, my sister totally picked that major out of the catalog for me. Okay. She went to USC, she was IR, and she was like, hey, you know, like I'm a Dornsife ambassador or whatever. And they just announced this new major and I think you should apply to it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like 16 <laughs> or what? Like I didn't I didn't know anything. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sounds cool. <laughs> like, Run it up. Yeah, tell me what to do. I have no idea what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this sounds cool. And I got into it. It's basically anthropology. Okay. But rather than just looking at anthro, you're also looking at poli sci, you're looking at IR, and you're just looking at the way, the different ways that the world is becoming connected mm-hmm. now and like the social changes that are happening because of that. So, like, Things like the internet and like the fact that like if you wanted to, you could get on the internet right now, message someone in Kenya mm-hmm. and someone in China and someone in Scotland, you know? Yeah, that is crazy. That's insane. That like, insane. and we need to think about the effects for human behavior and like society on the whole. Like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. You know? We're being impacted by it all the time, I feel like. like Every day. Dude, all these young kids, they have no idea. But like, I feel like the brain is malleable, you know, when you're young and they're just like sucked into this new world. It's very different than it was like just 10 years ago. And not everyone has taken a class like this, you know? So not Mm -hmm. everyone is aware of like these kinds of impacts. And I feel like people, I don't even know what my point is, but I think that's a really cool class. I I like the idea of uh, broad classes, broad majors. Like that's how I felt about the music industry major as Mm -hmm. well, is that it's not just like, here's something you're learning. It's like, oh, here's a puzzle, let's break down the pieces and just talk about that. Totally. And I think that's really important. Um, yeah, it, it was just flexible. I, yeah. I I didn't want, I'm not very good at taking direction, you could say. <laughs> if you say so. You could say that I have authority issues. <laughs> okay. It's been said. Good, you should. Um, Fuck the authorities. Yeah, I just, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> yeah, and I either. felt like if I had a major where I could just, you know, pick my own classes essentially, yeah. but within a, a realm of things that I already know I enjoy learning about, like, great. And music, I feel the same way. Like, it's music industry. Like, we're learning entrepreneurship. We're learning business. We're learning marketing. Like, there's actually a lot of it that we're using music as the example, but mm-hmm. it's it's not 
100% just about music totally. at all, actually. A common question cool. I always get from people is like, I'm, they're like, what do you study? I'm like, music industry. They're like, oh, what do you play? Yeah, I know. I hate me that. too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not the talent. Yeah, right? I'm like, <laughs> I actually don't know how to I play. Say I have zero. <laughs> That's what I always tell them. I'm like, I can't play anything. Like, you're just making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Especially because there's people in the program who are like such oh, talented yeah, 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 musicians. Yeah. And you're just like, nope. Yeah, no, not my bag. My I'm bag is like, for- I can talk to people. Yes. <laughs> That's my bag. The planning. I'm here for the planning. Yeah, I'm here for the planning. I'll and take I'm here you on tour. For the tour. That's what I was about to ask you. Don't ask me to tour. Yes. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> but you can go on the road and succeed. Tell me why you love the road and how you oh. fell in love with the road. Well, I mean, part of the global studies thing is also like just learning about other cultures, other religions. Um, I went to a Jewish school my whole life. So coming to college was just like crazy, like culture shock. Where like, okay, I wasn't surrounded by only other Jewish people. Yeah, like, yeah. I w- I would talk sometimes. I'd use like very like specific <laughs> phrases, and I was like, oh, this is a Jewish thing, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn. And then That's yeah, so, so meeting other people. <sighs> I uh yeah traveling sorry I I do want to talk about traveling I do but now we're talking about Judaism and I want to mention because it's so funny so like my history and background with Judaism is very distance my dad was raised very Jewish Mm -hmm. and uh, I have a bubby and and, like we do all the holidays every year but it's never been like a part of my life but just to hear you describe like (laughs) just to be like yeah I was in Jew school forever and then I came to USC like that to me would be a culture shock like more than a lot of the other kids who've said they've had a culture shock oh it's (laughs) interesting i I like recently asked a friend to explain to me like what the different like types of christianity are because i just hear a lot of words get thrown around and i'm like i don't know what that means Mm -hmm. they're like oh yeah like my family is like episcopalian i'm like i don't know what the (laughs) fuck that means dude i I still don't know like catholicism versus being like uh 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 what's the other one uh, I don't even remember. Dude, yeah, I don't There's even like know. There's like 20 types of Christianity. No, so many. More. It's so many. Like I know like some of the, the basic, you know, things that you should know, but like, I don't know much. No. Yeah, 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 not yeah. a lot. But no, sorry, I just wanted to say that. No, I think that's no. so funny. I don't know if you saw this, like slightly tangential, but there was a whole um, campaign called Bubbies for Biden. No, I And didn't. I want to cop their merch so Dude, badly. that's perfect. I bet it's all. So actually, funny. though, you know what's interesting is that I bet the Bubbies probably got split on this this vote. Oh yeah. Like I bet. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know I know about the conservative Bubbies. Here, I'm gonna let my cat in. You see her in the window. Oh hi. What's your cat's name? Her name is Kitty. Oh. We, we adopted her from the street. Oh, that was so sweet. I feel like that's kind of like a... Hi. Hello. Howdy. She just likes to cuddle. And she's very talkative. Um, But yeah, so travel and the road. Um, I only found out that I was in love with traveling and the road. Well, I fell in love with it when I was like 14, 15. But I realized it could be like a career. And I pursued it much later when I was like 18 or 19. Um, oh, I figured it out way about, later than you then. <laughs> oh, tell me about your background with like live touring and, and why you love it, your favorite concert. Tell me. Oh, we talk about live music we all could day. talk about this all, day, all day, dude. Yeah. This is really my favorite thing to talk about. Okay, do. so hear me out. I grew up in LA and I should have known. Hi, hi. I should have known <laughs> that music is something you can work in. Mm-hmm. But somehow I did not figure that out until I got to USC. Mm-hmm. I was already studying global studies, loved my major, didn't want to change it. I see. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I could minor in this. Um, started taking those classes. But yeah, I had no idea that that was a real job. Somehow I just missed that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the secret door where I was like, I can I can do this for money. That's I felt the crazy. same way. How'd you figure it out? Who, um, who shined the light? Met someone in the major. And okay. I was like, we have a major for that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me look at the major. I looked at the classes and it was like concert promotion and production, like Mm -hmm. 425 Mm -hmm. and 475, you know, like advanced concert touring. And I was like, I, I love all of these things. You are so friendly. Yeah, she really did be like that. So I don't know. It just, it fell into my lap and I'm really happy it did. Definitely. Uh, I had a similar experience. It was like, I actually had like a moment. I've talked about the moment before, so I'll give it in short. But um, I was at a concert at Drexel University. Are you familiar? Yeah, I have a friend who goes there. Mm -hmm. And I saw Wiz Khalifa and Lil Wayne. And I had already been going to concerts a lot at that time. And I was just like, wait, 
like there's other people on stage, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, wait, you can, you can <laughs> go do this and not be the guy, you know? And I was like, wait, that sounds great. And I remember leaving that concert and being, I was with all my boys, Wyatt was there. And I was just like, I think that's what I want to do now. Oh, I was studying STEM God. classes because that's what, I don't know about it, if you had this background, but when I was in high school, every teacher, every day, you should just be an engineer. That's where the money's at. It's the future. Right. Just be an engineer. If, I, I, if I, was I was any good at it, that's I probably what I, right? would have gone for right? it, but I was terrible at it. So I was like, God, I can do else. math, but like, it's all in my brain. Bringing shit to real life is like a totally different element. Um, but then I was just going to say, so then I got to USC, whatever. I, it sounds like you must have gotten here before me. I transferred in as a junior. So you've probably oh, been at yeah, USC probably. for a while. I um, was a spring admit. So I got in like spring freshman year. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Does that count as transfer or does that count as like, how does that, how does that mm, work? Technically, I don't know. I took classes at SMC. I took some really, I, I actually <laughs> really enjoyed my classes at SMC. What is SMC? Oh, Santa Monica College. I'm oh, sorry. Duh. I'm being very LA Coast, and yeah. talking in acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm but, glad yeah. that you thought that I was West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's just like a lot of people transfer in from yes, SMC. I do know so that. I was like, oh, maybe you've heard it. But um, it, yeah, I don't know. I took some classes. And then technically, I think I got into USC as like a first year student. Okay. But I just started later. And so when I got here, I was like a little bit lost with who I was going to be friends with. Mm. Everyone in my dorm already knew each other. They all had their like friend groups. And I was kind of just like, what am I doing here? You know, like, is this the right place for me? And then as soon as I found the music program, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely the correct place for me. Yeah, dude, I know it's, dude, I know that feeling. Um, When I got out of here too, it was like, I didn't know anybody, but then it's cool to be in those music programs. I feel like everybody's pretty like-minded. I was really grateful to be in those classes. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, it's so like, then Kevin showed up. And I was like, oh, this guy made his whole life in live music. Mm-hmm. So other people can do that too. Um, right. And I think and with really Kevin, it's me. like the entrepreneurship too. Dude, totally. He's like, a brand he, guy. He has his hands like in everything. It feels mm. like there's like liquor brands. There's like all sorts of stuff. But I think it's just like seeing opportunities and seizing them. But in a way that's not so um, snaky. Mm. You know, Definitely. like he does a lot of good. He's like the best. Yeah. I always think it's funny when he like talks about some of his acquaintances and business partners because I feel like Kevin has like the best heart. You know, like he really does. Uh, it, Kevin really put me onto the philanthropy aspect. I was really excited yeah. to hear you say about like how you donate a percentage of every cup of coffee. Like I think that is the best shit. Like if you're making money, you should yeah. be giving money to people who can't be making money. You know, like I think that totally. is true. Um, I keep getting off tangent, but but no, tell me about touring. That's me okay, too. I always do that touring. Have so, you have you gone on a long tour? I know you travel for like you took your study abroad and and just yeah. in general you went backpacking last weekend. So just tell me some stories. I think okay. So part of the traveling thing is that I'm a dual citizen, so I have an Israeli oh, passport and an American passport. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my childhood kind of like bouncing back and forth, like. Like, grew up in LA, went to school here and everything. But every summer, it was, like, time for my other personality almost. Mm. Like, staying with my family, like, traveling around there, which was, like, super lucky. I don't think I realized how, like, not normal of a childhood experience that is Mm. until I got, like, way older. And now I'm, like, that's insane, you Mm. know? So shout out, you know, to my parents for having their priorities in a place where, like, I got to do stuff like that. And Israel's cool as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy place, man. Um, I actually, I've worked like in live music in Israel. I did an internship there. So I was working for Ticketmaster over there. No way. Yeah, dealing with some global tours. And like, that was an amazing experience. I got to see Bon Jovi. No way. Yeah. What the fuck? This is so cool. It was crazy. (laughs) So I think realizing that like touring is like one of the most global things, you know? Yeah. If you have a big enough artist, you can literally go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Talk about globalization, you know what I mean? Like you have um, Ariana Grande fans on 100% every continent. Yeah, that's That's a weird thing to think about. That's wild, you know? Like music can be spread so quickly now. Yeah. That's awesome. The digital era. No, I agree. That's a mind-blowing thought. I'm like, yeah, listen, like if I get to help make something happen, Mm. it's, it's about creating spaces. It's the same thing with the coffee shop and concerts. Like in my mind, those are just spaces. There's a service or an activity, something being presented in those spaces to get people to come, but it's more about like attracting the right type of person. I love festivals and festival culture. I was just going to ask festivals or concerts. I go festivals. 
I'd go festivals if Always. I had to. Choose, uh, but I think you need to do both to like of really course. get it. Of course. I mean, which do you prefer to be at? I think it depends. Like you have venues that are so um, bland; mm-hmm. <laughs> they can be like shifted to different crowds, right? Like you could have an EDM show and then a rap show and then a country show, and it's just like a blank canvas for whatever. A lot of the more like at least corporate venues feel that way to me. Okay. But then you have venues that have such personality. Okay. And even if it's not a genre, like it takes a certain type of artist to play there. I feel that way about the Greek theater. Okay. Uh, It tends to be the indie venues that have more personality, in my opinion. The Troubadour. Which one is the Greek? The Greek's the amphitheater, like the outdoors by Griffith Park. Okay, yeah. I've been there once. Yeah. Once. It's beautiful. It's incredible. It's way bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's, It's like... Huge, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Mac DeMarco there. Talk about favorite concert, Mac DeMarco. That's a name the I Greek. know. Who's Mac DeMarco? <laughs> Who's Mac DeMarco? Why do I, I know his name, but I don't know any of his music. Um, he's like the classic indie bedroom pop. Okay, okay. guy. Is that like say. your fave genre? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That surf rock. I think we have a lot of people who make that kind of music at USC. Do you agree? Oh, totally. I, I actually, as of this week. Hmm? I'm going to be managing Dad Hat. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's for a class, but I'm excited about okay. it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, my friend Steven and my friend Maddie are in this duo together, and it's um, beautiful bedroom pop. I'm into it. Made by a very talented guitarist and a very talented composer. Do you like hyperpop? I do like hyperpop. I like hyperpop too. <laughs> I, I get told that I look like Charlie XCX like a fair amount. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like check this girl out. Hi, sorry. We got to keep pistachio. Oh, yeah. She's checking apart. out pistachio. We didn't even shout out pistachio to the viewers. <laughs> if you want to say, uh, you brought your boy. This. Brought my uh, sulcata tortoise. His name is Pistachio. Oh, she is really curious. She saw him moving. I'm sure it's fine. It's just he's so small that he can't really like play with dogs or cats. Oh no, you yet, should oh, you know? definitely. I think closing the thing was a great call. <laughs> but she doesn't really give a Sorry, shit. Sorry, kitty. Oh wait. She can't Kitty. She can't. Yeah, but I don't want her on the table. She never goes on the table. Kitty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kitty. She she'll figure it out. Come. What's uh? You mentioned Come a few maybe. LA venues. Have you been able to hit a bunch of venues in the rest of our country? Do you do you go Ooh. on festival tour of any kind? I've been to I've been to a fair amount of festivals. I'd say yeah. I feel lucky in that way. I just I always prioritize that. I'm like I would rather spend all my money <laughs> on a festival ticket and then skimp on you know probably more essential things yeah they are essential in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) i'm like there are other (laughs) things i could be buying with this money but yeah so i've seen a a fair amount of festivals i've been to ultra okay stage design is crazy never Um, been to ultra but i've seen it looks crazy they're they're just certain like i think the the idea of being able to create you know either a venue or a coffee shop or a space that's like has a personality like the space itself just like attracts i don't know what the right kind of person is but mm-hmm. just good people good people definitely that's how i feel about outside lands okay that festival brings in such a friendly crowd like i was in um i was in a day crowd it was like a pretty hot day i felt a little faint strangers offering me water wow. you know like, people are like, oh, can you see? Do you need me to, like, get out of your way? Everyone's wearing, like, jeans and hoodies and just, like, relaxed and having a cool. good time. And I prefer the shows where it's the vibes. Like, yeah. to me, I go to festivals less for the concerts and more for the vibes, more for the hanging out in the trees right. and meeting random people and stuff like that. I totally know what you mean. I, is that something you would like to get into? Like, the design of, like, a festival? Oh, my God, 100%. That's interesting. It's, like, something I've never thought much about. I have I have a story for you. Oh, hello. Yeah, I'm watching her. I don't think she's ever seen a tortoise in her entire life. Yeah, probably, probably not. So she's a little confused. Sorry it's about like her. It's like a walking chew toy. <laughs> I'll throw her into Wyatt's room if she keeps um, being annoying. Kitty, stop. No, I think she's just curious. Yeah, she is extremely. Um. Yeah, pretty much. Um. This is okay. I'll just give you the full story. Give me the full story, and I am gonna just move her. Sorry, Kitty. I know his name is a snack, but you can't snack on him. I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I don't want to eat your tortoise. Oh. Especially at the very start of his life. His or her. Little baby. Oh my God, he ate like all of his lettuce. Big chomps. <laughs> uh, you were telling me uh, the long, okay. beautiful story of Tori. So I just design. told you about Ultra, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you go to a lot of EDM shows. Uh, I've been to a lot of EDM festivals, but not typically like. I go to festivals to work usually, so I've okay. seen a lot of EDM concerts at them. Okay, yes. yes. Okay, but I don't know if you've noticed, like, the flag culture. Like, people like yes. to bring yes. flags of either, like, artists or the state that they're from or the country that they're from if they're foreign and, like, coming somewhere else. But I've, I I don't know. That's always been really interesting to me um, just in terms of seeing, like, national pride but in the context of like being a fan of music, like huh. just interesting. Yeah. Um, and I went to Ultra and I was like, I'm going to bring my Israeli flag with me. Um, I was with my friend Shaked, who's also Israeli. And I was like, yeah, we're going to have our flag. It's going to be so fun. Like wave it around in the crowd. And in holding my flag at a certain set, I had, um, I had someone approach me. It was like an older guy you know, bearded, taller than me, obviously. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think it's it's always a little bit unsettling, you know, if a stranger is, like, going against the crowd towards you. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he was holding a Palestinian flag to top it off. Oh. So that I, I was a little bit um, maybe put on edge, which, in retrospect, I feel terrible about. No, I think that was fair. But... A little bit on edge, I think, just the age difference, height difference, number of factors. There's also just such a culture between that, like, conversation. And and some people can be really weird about it. I was kind of under the assumption that it was going to be a negative conversation off the bat. I thought it was going to maybe get yelled at or that it would be unpleasant in some way. But what I think maybe was even more unsettling is that he was smiling at me. He was coming at me with the biggest smile. And I was like, what is about to happen? (laughs) What is this? And... So he walks up to me and he's like, hello, shalom. It's lovely to meet you. I noticed your flag. I can tell from your face that you've noticed my flag. (laughs) Like making jokes about it. And he's like, I don't want to scare you. I just wanted to say hi. Um, You know, we're from the same part of the world. You're my sister. We're family. We're fans of the same music. Would it be all right if I danced with you? Mm. And to say that I just immediately started sobbing Mm. is an understatement. Like that got me to my core because one, I had misjudged him so strongly off the bat. And two, like I I had this moment, super cheesy, but like Nothing matters when you're in a festival besides, like, if you're both fans of the music, right? Your age doesn't matter. Your ethnicity, your nationality, race, whatever, doesn't matter. Religion doesn't really matter because you could be a huge 100 Gex fan and I could be a huge 100 Gex fan (laughs) and we could be at the same set and we don't have anything else in common besides the fact that we were both huge fans Mm -hmm. of the music, and when I realized that, I was like, this is the solution. Music <laughs> is the answer, yeah. you know? I feel the exact same way. <laughs> um, I, I feel the exact same way. I think in this circumstance, it's so powerful because, like I was saying, like people do treat that conversation with a lot of weight, you know? And, and I'm not trying to take away from that because it is a very important conversation, but it's become like a meme. You know, like people yeah. come out of the like out of the ground and they just be like saying nasty things because it's like a meme. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. So I do think it, it was a fair assumption for you to make. But I saw this TikTok where this older black gentleman was riding around his truck and he was like stopping by police officers. And he was just being like, I just want you to know that like I respect you. And if I need to protect you, I will. And these cops had the same reaction as you. They just started bawling. And oh, they're just like, dude, you have no idea like how much I really needed to hear that today. And like all this shit, like. I feel the same way. I think there's become like a huge divide. Uh, when did this happen? This this story. Oh my god! I was um, I was a freshman. Okay. And I was taking my first music or like Thornton class by accident. I was like late to sign up for a GE, and I think I needed the 
the arts requirement. So I took electronic music and dance culture. And because of that class, one, now I'm getting a master's in music industry. And two, I met one of my best friends, Beata, who you know. So really good good stuff coming out of that class. Really good stuff, yeah. No, I I love your sentiment, yeah. Ahead, I think I think you really get what I'm saying though. I like really do. fandoms bring people together. So if you want to talk about the coffee shop, I think you have a reason to be there that doesn't have to do with like anything else. Like I guess we do get a lot of USC students, mm-hmm. but like what what do like all of our customers have in common? They want a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's an easy thing to bond over. You're 100%. drinking a cup of coffee. I'm like, yo, how's your cup? And you're like, it's great. And I'm like, ah, mine too. Easy. easy. You know what I mean? Easy way of bringing less. people together. It could have even been that they both just want to get out of the house that day. You yeah. know, like it might not even be the product at hand. That's what I find. Like when you're at a festival or a concert, you might run into somebody who's there for work, there to party, there because their friend brought them, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, they will still have the same encounter with you that you had with that Palestinian guy because like... It was amazing, It's all about the spot. I've always said like my absolute favorite thing about being at a festival is that I'm now going to have a conversation inevitably with many people that I would have never seen in my life like if if we didn't come to this place. There's no other reason that you would be in a room with those people. Exactly. That's crazy. I know. It's the most beautiful That's a crazy thing to think about. That's why I'm so excited to be... That's why I love Kevin. <laughs> Dude, it's just, I've been spending more time with Kevin recently with the job and it has, it's unreal how important work tour is to all these people. Mm-hmm. It is unreal. Like I can't even comprehend it, but these people, they have the same feeling about it that you're like bringing up where they're just like, yeah, like that was my shit. Like I met my soulmate there. I met my best friend there. Like yeah. I realized that it was okay for me to be who I am when yeah, I was there. Yeah, people who get married at festivals, like EDC does like how yep. many weddings? Dude, it's crazy. Like- I don't. It, I bring, it brings people together. It really does. Music, music brings people together. Did yeah. you go from the festival touring and enjoying that experience to then realizing that you like the camping too? Because I, you mentioned like going camping. And oh stuff. yeah, so I went ca- camping this past weekend. Um, I would say that like when I was a kid, growing up, like my family's not big on the outdoorsy stuff. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Read a lot of books, board <laughs> games, more of an indoor yeah. family. And um, I always really liked, you know, getting out into nature. And I think because of quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, like last semester, we just needed a reason to get out of the house, right? So I had a few friends just like offhand plan a camping trip and be like do you want to come so like car camping and then end of the semester turned into backpacking now we went backpacking again and like that's a whole other way of meeting people like you're out on the trails you don't have your phone you know you even if you had your phone like there's no service like you just gotta hike to your destination hike back Mm. you know make sure you have enough water make sure you have all the stuff you need i like it because you have to look out for each other like, I was still asleep. My friend filled up my water bottle for me, wow. you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's like it's like you shit. have to work as like a team, mm-hmm. you know? I Yeah. Yeah. Like being a human. Something you've been kind of like bringing back into all of our conversations is this sense of like community, you know? That seems yeah. to be like the most important thing that we've been talking about. And I couldn't agree more. Like, dude, nobody's going to make it through this world by themselves, you know? And so yeah. I think it's really important to find the people that like will help you and bring you up and you return the favor and doing activities like that, like going backpacking, where'd you go? How, how long of a hike? Um, it was somewhere in San Diego, like Agua Caliente Springs, okay. something like that. But um, not a long hike. I think it was like a 10 mile loop. That's still like And then we, we overshot it. <laughs> we were like halfway up a mountain before someone was like, yeah, we passed it. Oh, no. And they're like, not only did we pass it, we passed it by like, I don't know, a mile and a half. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it would have been fine if it was just a mile and a half. It was like a mile and a half, like up a mountain. That's what I figured. Yeah. And we were all just like, damn it. You know, yes. that's what happens when you go camping and none of you know what the hell you're doing. But um, it's fun. <laughs> Dude, definitely. I've actually never been backpacking. Uh, you should come with us sometime. I would be down. I've, yeah. been, I've been on the car camping and stuff like that. Uh I had like a moment not too long ago where, so I went home for COVID as well. And I went home for four months, which was mm. kind of regrettable. And I sort of like, I don't know if you 
can like uh, relate to this, but like when I go home for too long, I start to like succumb into like being 18 again. Like last time I was living at <laughs> yeah. home, you know? Yeah. And it, <laughs> Turn into a high schooler. 100%. It makes me feel kind of icky. So when I got back, the I was angst. like, <laughs> <laughs> the angst, exactly. I always tell this joke where it's like, my mom will be like, okay, honey, like when you leave, go drive safe or whatever. And I'm like, don't tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's how it feels. And like when I'm not with my mom, I'm like, my mom's the best. Yeah, in the world. And then I'm home for like slightly too long and I'm like, she wants me to pick up groceries. I woman. To that. I start calling Extremely. her woman. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, mom. Shout out to my mom too. Yeah, shout out to the moms. Shout out to the moms. Single ones too. Especially the single ones. Yeah, fuck you, married, happy couple moms. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Uh, I was going to say, oh, anyway, so I came back and I did the same thing. I was just like, okay, you know what? Like I'm feeling very not independent. Like I was at home with my family. Yep. They were taking care of me. I need to be independent. So I just like jumped in my car and went camping totally by myself, like in Sequoia Forest for a few nights. Oh, Sequoia is beautiful. Dude, I have a Sequoia tattooed on me now ah, because I absolutely fell in love with the Sequoias in that's August. beautiful. Dude, the Sequoias are my shit. I just love how they're like over a thousand, two thousand years old and they have seen everything in the whole world. Every time around a Sequoia, I just look at it and I'm like, what have you seen? Like, I wish you could tell me. Like, okay, I have a question everything. for you. Oh, please. This is a hypothetical. I did not come up with this. Um, my friends, well, I'm not sure if he did either, but my friend Nick came up with this one or at least asked me it. So passing it on. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a bird for a day or a tree for a hundred years? Oof. Mm. Take your time with this. I just think it's like one of the most interesting hypotheticals I've been asked. I wonder what it tells you about the person, like depending on what they answer. But I feel like I would go for the tree. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. More for, long. I mean, partly for longevity. Like I like the idea of like it being a longer experience than mm-hmm. the day. But also like, dude, trees are fucking lit. They see everything. I just, I want... I wish I could understand, like, the feeling of growing up sure. so gradually, you know? Yeah, I've never even thought of that, but definitely, yeah. They just reach for the sun. Like, they I just... wonder what, like, the perception of time is like. Like, if you're a tree, do you even realize it's been 100 years? No, or is that's it what I one, think, right? like, super <laughs> long day, essentially? <laughs> and then you're like, I'm all the way up here now. That's crazy. Yes, I, I actually wonder. I, I, th- I bet they go through, like, rest periods. <laughs> if I was a tree, you know, like I'm growing really hard and then I'm resting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Dude, What yeah. kind of tree would you be? I'd go Sequoia 100%. Probably because yeah. I'm small. But also because they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like a thousand, two thousand years old. I want to be a eucalyptus tree. Because oh. I think about all the like friends you got to make. Like you got some koalas chomping on Definitely. you. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody likes a good, uh, the giraffes, they like the good eucalyptus leaves. Right. right? Yep. Definitely. Smell good all the time. <laughs> Here, I'm going to see how long we've been going because I don't want to keep you for too long. Oh, you're fine. I can literally chat all day. Me too. <laughs> um, we do it for like an hour. I, I, think, I think we'll wrap it up. Okay. Is there anything that you want to shout out? Anything you want to say before we do like a little outro of some kind? Hmm. Anything good for the people? Any moral lessons that you moral stand lessons. by? Anything. Wow. Okay. Like, I think if you are even considering entering a space... If it's knitting or playing basketball or running an illicit coffee shop um, (laughs) or getting a pet tortoise. Yo, I I didn't snitch. (laughs) (laughs) There's no coffee shop. (laughs) We totally know what we're doing. Um, Yeah, no, but if there's something that you want to do, just do it. Don't wait for someone to give you permission Probably no one's going to give you permission. And even if someone does, their permission doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just go. go. It sounds so simple. It's a lot harder than I'm making it sound. But <coughs> bless you. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I think do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Just do them. At least try them. There's no better time to start than the present. Yeah. And it's never too late to start, you know, an instrument. I have so many friends that have been learning guitar mm-hmm. over quarantine. They're like 20-somethings, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm t- it's too old. I'm t- it's too late to start an instrument. Nope, it's never too late. Yeah, I agree. Bill Graham, icon that he is. Um, he was like a, a 70s concert promoter from San Francisco. Okay. Holocaust survivor. I'm obsessed with the man. Okay. Call his... Um, he has an autobiography that I refer to as the Bible. <coughs> Bless you. I have like something in, the, in my throat. No, you're fine. 
I tell that <laughs> um, yeah, so Bill Graham, right? One of like the most famous concert promoters of all time, like absolute legend. He started out like in the industry by accident in his 40s, I think. Wow. Late 30s, early 40s, maybe. So like That's it is late. literally never too late to mm. like A, be an icon and B, just like do the things that are going to make you happy. Definitely. I think like <clears throat> myself being a 22, 23 year old that I am. I get caught up in this like heat of the moment where I'm like, I only have so much time left to reach my goals. But mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Like I always talk myself out of it because I'm like, you know what? I'm low key still a kid. Like I have all this time. We have so I much have time. time to try 20 different things, you know, and find the one that fits for me. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> oh. Damn it. It's the vape. The vape, <laughs> the vape like hit me in the throat rock. Oh. Um, did you dirty? <laughs> yeah, it did me fucking dirty. The vape hit back. Um, but no, I think that's a really powerful sentiment to end on. I always speak on that the same way. Like when I thought about doing this podcast, it was over a year ago and the absolute like persuading point was just like, well, I'll just start it. Like why, why wouldn't I just start it now? Yes. Like I can sit here and keep talking about starting it and imagining what it would be like to be doing it for a year or I can, uh, yeah. And, and put it off and put it off and put it off and never start. Or I can just start, you know, like just start. And then if you don't like it, you stop or, or you take your time and you don't like put out an episode a week, but you put out an episode a month. Like yeah. there's, there's scales to things too, you know? Or if you fuck up somehow, like I can't even tell you how many times I've fucked up, fucked up people's orders, fucked up. Oh, the coffee shop? Yeah, yeah. You know, interviews. <coughs> when you like start something and you're not going to be perfect when you start. I think that's the hardest part is like you need someone to give you permission to like make mistakes. I think we're all trying a little bit too hard to be perfect and fantastic at every single thing we do. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to learn if you can't even like be a beginner, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just pick up the guitar tomorrow and be like some virtuoso who's going to play like the most amazing like Jimi Hendrix fucking True. like runs and just be perfect off the bat. No one's perfect off the bat. Mm-hmm. Be accepting yeah. of failure, you know? Be accepting of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are powerful fucking sentiments. Um, okay. Okay. Um, well, Britt, thanks for coming. Thank you. It's been such a great conversation. Thank you for bringing Pistachio. I know he keeps climbing out, and uh, sorry, Wilder. Kitty was bothering him. <laughs> but I really, really appreciated everything you had to say today. I really appreciate your cool stories. Like, the coffee shop is lit. Not many people do stuff like that. Thank I'm glad you. we agree so so much about touring touring is my fucking shit i hope we can tour together soon hell yeah for real or go camping um cool all right everybody if you made it this far i appreciate (laughs) you i love you and uh we'll have more stuff coming next week great thanks again talk to everybody later bye Bye.